Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Well, it's great to be back with you folks. Here we are on the 144th podcast. And what Job does here is he just... He tells God his complaints, and that's what we're going to name this. Job tells God his complaints, and so we're over in chapter 10. Now, there's a lot going on. We just came out of chapter 9. It was two days worth of podcast, and and boy, the devil was in the details there in in chapter 9. I mean, worse than anything you could imagine. Our computers kept shutting down, voice problems, phone problems, you name it. And then the second podcast went pretty well. It just kind of went through there kind of smoothly. And we got to the point where we were talking about how God uh, purifies us and and, uh, uh, and kind of makes us come forth as gold, the best uh, uh, the best steel uh, that can come out, or the best alloy, or whatever the case. It's not an alloy; it's it's just straight up gold. And how God gets rid of the scum that's on top of gold, or on top of steel, or on top of all those things. And he uses that, and he's doing the same to us. He's scraping away at those things in our life that are of no value. He's scraping away at those things in our life that are upside down. He's scraping away at those things in our life that uh, shouldn't be there. And, and brethren, you know, maybe, maybe if the, the quicker we get rid of some things, the quicker we get through these trials, the, the quicker God helps us, the quicker we get closer to God. And you know, some people are bitter. And, uh, uh, you know, recently I had been counseling with a, uh, a, a gentleman and his wife, and I, I made the comment to him, and, and uh, because they said something to me, and it just clicked. I said, you know, maybe God's going after our bitterness. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. And, and they both said uh, a day or two later, that, that's it. That's it. That's what God just showed me. That's it. And uh, maybe, maybe it's bitterness. Maybe, maybe it's the root of bitterness that brings these trials about. I don't know. Well, we told you yesterday, trials come from one or two things. Uh, the sin of this world is where most of them come from. Uh, we just go through a trial. You don't get cancer because you uh, went out here and didn't pick your garbage up. Uh, uh, but, you know, trials sometimes come to, uh, you know, they always come to make us stronger, to make us better. But sometimes God gives us what we call judgment or trials. Uh, to stop us from doing something or to stop us from hurting people. But most of the time it comes to us because there's crazy sins in the world. And the Bible says because Adam and Eve were knuckleheads, we deal with this. And, you know, I when I see Adam and Eve in heaven, man, I'm going to give them one of those looks, Stephanie. I'm going to have that big-eyed look, man, with a finger pointed in their face. But uh, no, because I'm going to be celestial then. Uh, uh, God's, God's, anyway, we're going too hard on Adam and Eve like some people do to Mrs. Job. But we're in chapter 10 now of the book of Job. And as we continue on that first verse right away, my soul is weary of my life. I will leave my complaint upon myself. I will speak in the bitterness of my soul. I will say unto God, do not condemn me. Show me wherefore thou contentest with me. Is it good unto thee that thou shouldest oppress, that thou shouldest despise the work of thine hands and shine upon the counsel of the wicked? Hast thou eyes of flesh or seest thou as man seeth? Are the days as the days of man? Are thy years as the man's days? That thou inquirest after mine inequity and searchest after my sin. Thou knowest that I am not wicked and there is none that can deliver out of thine hand. Thine hands have been me and fashioned me together round about. Yet thou doest destroy me. 
Remember, I beseech thee that thou hast made me as the day, and will thou bring me into the dust again? Has thou not poured me as milk? Has thou not clothed me with skin and flesh, and has fenced me with bones and sinews? And, you know, as I read that, as I look at that, um, wow, Job is going through some crazy things there. And, and uh, you know, Job's going on right out of the chute. He's saying, my soul is weary of life. Um, you know, I don't even know why I'm living. My soul doesn't want to live anymore. It, it, it wants it to end. You know, he's daunted by it. it it's killing him and, and, and in his mind and what he's seeing. And so often we go to that place. And then in Job 2, it opens the door for this impassioned prayer request. And, and kind of that's what I think we see going on here as he's praying. Because we remember 9, even though he was answering Bildad the Shuhite, the shortest guy in the Bible, even though the Shuhite dude was getting answered, we don't like Bildad very much around here. But no. as he was answered, Bildad's not a great friend. We thought Eliphaz was a little better. In a little while, we'll see. Maybe tomorrow or the next day, we'll see how Zophar is doing. But I think as we're looking at this, Stephanie, and, and we come out, he starts praying out to God. I mean, what do you see in there in those first verses, that first half of chapter 10? Yeah, I think, like you said, Job, we know when we look at this story, God had told Satan, you can, you can take him up to the edge of death, but you're not allowed to kill him. And so it's easy for me to sit back and say, Job, really? I mean, you're at this point of despair. You're at this point of death. He was. Job was dying. He seriously was at the edge of death. And Satan couldn't kill him. Satan wanted to. But Satan could not kill him. And because of that, Job literally was at that point of death. He was at that point of desiring death because he was so sick. He was in so much pain. But he couldn't die because God wasn't going to let him. And so um, he's in that agony. And in verse 2, when he starts crying out to God, he's saying, Lord, please don't condemn me and show me why. Would you please tell me why? And why are you contending with me? And... Uh, I love in verse 6, he says um, that thou inquirest after my iniquity and searchest after my sin. Job is just laying himself out before God. Yeah. And saying, God, what are you looking for in me? Because you know I'm not wicked. So what is in me that has caused you to bring this on me? And the side of me that... I hate seeing my children suffer. I hate seeing them in pain. I hate saying when they're sick, um, I freak out. When my kids get a cough, I freak out. And I'm shoving vitamins down their throat, doing anything I can to help them. And so for me as a parent, I'm watching this story going, my heart's breaking for Job because we know, we know that this is a dare going on between God and Satan. Yeah, yeah. And and Job doesn't see that. All Job says is, "I'm dying." You know, we uh, folks just to let you know, we're we're on the phone today because we've been having computer problems and phone problems. So we're hearing a little bit of a gibberish coming out of Stephanie's phone. It hasn't been bad enough to swap out yet. 
but I just want to let you know that we're aware of it. We just, uh, her phone service in certain places in her town is real sketch. And, uh, but we're going to keep on going with you, Stephanie. I just want to give an explanation. It didn't get bad enough uh, to go in and redo it. But it, if you could just try to keep your phone with a, uh, a few things. We have phone problems once in a while from Warsaw. And, uh, uh, but anyway, Stephanie, if you could keep going now. You were just talking about that Job didn't understand these things. He, you, you were just coming out of that. And I interrupted you to get you to move your phone or something like that. And you were in a real good place, and I'm sorry about that. But you can go ahead and keep on going from there. No, is it better now? Yeah. Can you hear me a little bit better? Okay, yeah. awesome. Um, so, yeah, I, I just, when I look at this, Job is, is putting himself in that position of, in verse 6, of asking God, what are you looking for? You know I'm not wicked, um, and I know that nothing can deliver me out of your hand, that this is, you know, I'm in your hands in this. And he says in verse eight, you've made me, you fashioned me, you created me. And now you're destroying me. Yeah. And um, what I love about this is the fact that Job is just being honest with God. He is. And Job is no longer talking to Bildad. Yeah. He is pouring out his heart to God here. And um, it's a prayer saying, right you know, there in verse he, two. It's, yeah. It yeah. starts with he a compares, prayer. Yeah. He compares himself to clay. He compares himself to clay that's being ground in, you know, a clay vessel that's being ground into dust. Um, he compares himself in verse 10 to what we would call cottage cheese. Literally, like, God, you're rotting me. I'm rotted flesh. And he was. His body was literally rotting. His body was decaying with these boils and this sickness. It's scraping and, those boils. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, he's, he's saying, God, my life is literally, I'm watching my body decay. You've taken everything from me. And, um, but then in verse 12, he says, Thou hast granted me life and favor, and thy visitation hath preserved my spirit. And these things hast hid in thine heart with thee if I sin then thou markest me and thou wilt not acquit me from mine iniquity and as I read through these verses I see that Job is just he's pouring out his heart to God and of the why she's asking God you know you've made me and now you're destroying me you've made me verse 10 <laughs> you've yeah. turned me into cottage cheese you, you're causing me to rot but then I see his heart of surrender was at a point of despair. Job was at a point of, he honestly, I think, had reached a point of, I'm going to die. I wish I already was dead. But at the same time, I see he, him come to God with acknowledging that you've granted me life and favor. God, you've been good to me. And your visitation hath preserved my spirit. And... I think it's interesting here to note he doesn't say your visitation has preserved my body. Yeah. He, he, he very clearly states my body's decaying. My body is, I'm going down to skin and bone, but you're preserved my spirit. And Job, even as an Old Testament saint, understood the fact that this, this life was not all he had. 
that he was looking at a life beyond the life he would have here. And um, he says, and these things hast thou hid in thine heart. I know this is with thee. And it's almost like he's putting his spirit in God's hands and saying, um, I don't know what you're doing, but I'm trusting you. And I see the beauty here of Job was a human just like me. And he had to come to that surrender over and over and over and over again, just like me. Yeah. Yeah, me too. And I'll tell you, if you look at verse 12 down to 22, you get a little more of, I think, what's going on there. In 12, it says, Thou hast granted my life in favor, and thy visitation have preserved my spirit. And these things, which is what Stephanie was just talking about there for 12, and these things that thou hid in thine heart, I know that this is with thee. If I sin, then thou markest me, and thou wilt not acquit me for my inequity. If I be wicked, woe unto me. And if I be righteous, yet will I not lift up my head. I am full of confusion. Therefore see thou mine infliction. For it increaseth. Thou huntest me as a fierce lion. And again thou showest thyself marvelous upon me. Thou renewest thy witnesses against me. And increasest thine indignation upon me. Changes in war are against me. Wherefore then thou hast brought me forth out of the womb. How that I had given up the ghost and no eye had seen me. I should have been as though I had not been. I should have been carried from the womb to the grave. Are not my days few? Cease them and let me alone. I may take comfort a little. Before I go whence, I shall not return even to the land of darkness in the shadow of death. A land of darkness as darkness itself and of shadow of death without any order and where the light is as darkness. So things are going weird here. And you know what comes to my mind? So you and C.S. Lewis, Stephanie, share something. So C.S. Lewis was an, uh, and I've read a lot of C.S. Lewis stuff. Some stuff I get, some stuff I I don't care to get, but some of it I like. (laughs) Some of his quotes are good. and, And I'll tell you, there's much to be learned from him, but uh, one of the things that happened in C.S. Lewis' life is he didn't get married till he was older. And, uh, and he married a woman named Joy. And when he married Joy, and I mean, Joy was a picture of health. She was younger than him. And all those things, and she turned around and got cancer and died. Uh, not long after they got married. I never forgot that. So a lot of what you see C.S. Lewis when he writes about despair and those bad things, that just came to my mind. I, I remembered that about C.S. Lewis and the things he goes through. And and, and we're seeing a lot of struggle and we're seeing a lot of Job surrendering. I think there's two things going on, Stephanie, and you can help me with this. But I, I, as I look at it, I think there's two things going on. He, he's talking about you bring these things to me, but at the same time, you encourage my spirit. I mean, is that what you're kind of getting out of those last 11 verses? Yeah, I think Job is, he's just being very honest here. And um, he's just telling God, this is where I am. This is, I, I, um, I think you have the flesh and you have the spirit that war against each other. And on top of that, you have a guy who has PTSD. This guy is a mixed up mess because of everything through. And you had the fact that he is dying to that. He wasn't going to die, but his body was dying. And truly God was preserving his spirit because God was not letting Satan kill him. But yes. he was getting taken right to the brink. 
Right. And that exactly. shadow of death was real. It was. Yep. And and you know, I think I think the greatest statement there is that you made a few podcasts ago is Job didn't have the Bible. He doesn't know where this yep. ends. He didn't even know kind of where it began or how it began. Nope. He's, Job's just sitting here asking a million questions. And, and, and like I told you, it's always all right to ask God questions, but we don't get snooty with God. We don't, you know, we just look yeah. for some answers here on earth. And I think Job's getting to a place here in the latter half uh, of chapter 10 where he's at that place where, you know, you brought me out of the womb. You know, a couple times in chapter 10, I caught these little things in my mind about the creation of the baby or forming the baby. Mm -hmm. uh, didn't you catch pro-life within yes. here? I mean, it's it's yep. solid. It's solid. You know, these yep. these preachers who tell you that uh, abortion is a thing of God are not preachers. They're hirelings. Amen. They're, uh, I'm not sure. I'm not even sure if they're, they're I'm not even sure if they're Christians. I'm not sure if they've accepted yep. Jesus Christ because that's apostasy yep. to go against God's word yes. and, and to go against, you know, th this wonderful God. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, immutable God, and mm -hmm. here you are mocking him and making fun of him. But I, I see that in there. And, and he goes yep. on and he talks about, thou mockest me and thou will not acquit me from mine inequity. And uh, again, he still thinks, I think, I don't know how you feel, Stephanie, but I think Job still thinks right now that this is happening because of something he did. Yeah, yeah. I think Job's at that point of what we would call, uh, when you deal with PTSD, of survivor's guilt yeah and i think job's almost viewing it as god kept him alive to judge him yeah. and um the reason i say that is because i thought that there are still days that um the thought will go through my head god's keeping you alive to to make life miserable for you or um you know, you still, Satan uses some pretty whacked out thoughts, um, especially when you're through a scenario where someone you love is killed and you're, you're left alive. And I think that's where Job is. And it's almost like God keeping him alive is God's way of judging him. That's how he's doing this. And the torture that he's going through is God's way of judging him instead of God just killing him. Yeah. And um, yeah. yeah, I think he's dealing with guilt and condemnation Depression? from the devil here. I mean, you can see, I mean, you'd have to be, yep. you'd really have to be not looking, I think, not to, not to know what's going uh -huh. on. Because once you read this, you know, and, and once you listen to the verses, yeah. I mean, it, it just, you can see that he's, he's in a bad, bad place. He's, and, you know, he, he, again, he yeah. keeps talking about, you should have carried me from the womb to the grave. You know, why did I live? You took away yeah. everything. You know, I married this woman uh, and now all of our kids are gone. You've taken away everything in our yeah. life. I should have been carried from the womb to the grave and then I'd be in the splendor of heaven and away from the wickedness and the sin inequities and all these things he's talking about. He's just going on and on. And uh, you know, you know what C.S. Lewis called these things? I just looked it up. So I knew we had heard about this in college. But C.S. Lewis talked about the time of his mourning, the loss of his dear wife, who he had really, he had just married. He had, she just got married and found out not too long afterwards. I don't know the exact time. But C.S. Lewis wrote that that time of his life uh, is the filth and nonsense time of his life. Hmm. Talking about when he was speaking wow. of the book of Job, he says, I know what Job's going through. I was going through that. And that was the filth and nonsense point of my life. And... Uh, and, and I think Job's going to get there. 
And uh, I think I think I know Job's going to get there. We know how the book ends. We we know his three friends are total knuckleheads. And uh, before I go whence, I shall not return even to the land of darkness in the shadow of death. A land of darkness and as darkness itself, end of shadow of death without any order where the light is as darkness. What's he saying there, Stephanie? I mean, what's uh, what's he trying to put out to us? I think Job saying I'm I'm headed to, to the, into death. Um, it's interesting he uses the shadow of death. Yeah. Um, the land of darkness, um, and I think this is referring to the sense of a, this was seriously a darkness Job could feel. This was a darkness that um, was very real. I think um, I remember a few weeks after Charles was killed. Um, telling my dad I'm in a dark tunnel and I don't see any light at the end of it. And um, that was the same time frame I had become suicidal. And I think that's where Job is here. He sees no order. He sees no light. The light is as darkness. That's how dark this was. What should have been light to him, what should have been hope to him, was dark. Yeah, he's being, he sees himself being let in, you know, and, uh, you know, it's just let me smile or something before I go into this land of darkness. He, he sees himself like I've fallen into this deep pit. Uh, you know, there's no way out. It's dark here. It's ugly here. It's, it's all these evil attributes is what's coming, I think, to Job's mind. I think you hit that right on. I mean, I'm stuck in this shadow and, uh, uh, I mean, it's only bad places. My friends are knuckleheads and, uh, uh, you know, all these different things are going on. And friends, I want to tell you, it's easy. We may not have been through what Job has been through. Our trials may not be as severe as losing most of our family except our wife. Our trials may not lose all our cattle, all our money, but they may. They may be one of those things. Uh, maybe losing your spouse. It may be uh, it may be a medical trial. I'm not sure what it is today, but I want to tell you in this last minute or so before we go is that God is enough. Christ is enough. He's all you need. So uh, take your time and focus on him and learn and, and understand how God can say trials work at patience in us and, uh, and understand that uh, that Job is going to a good place. We know the end of the book. We kind of let you in on it. We gave you the crib notes that this thing's going to end well. But along the way, what we're able to do is we're able to look and see if we can learn from Job's mistakes. Job didn't have a roadmap on how to go through this stuff. Job didn't have the Bible. Job didn't have that mediator in between him and God. Job didn't have that local church that we all should be members of and tithing to and, and be part of. And folks, I can't emphasize how important it is to yoke up with a uh, a church out there. We want to help you find one. I think it's so important to do that. Well, listen, we think it's a great honor uh, to always be with you folks. I just want to share a few words with you. That's very important. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. One of the more exciting things about our ministry is being able to tell people how they can know for sure they're saved and believe in Jesus Christ and spend eternity in heaven. The Bible tells us there's four things we need to know to be saved. The first thing it tells us is we're all sinners. The Bible says there are none righteous. It says that everybody in the world is a sinner. The second thing that the Bible teaches us is there's a price on sin. The Bible says for the wages of sin is death. The third thing and the good news that the Bible teaches us today is it says, but God commendeth his love toward us while we were yet sinners before we were even born, Christ died for us.
So we can know we're a sinner. We can know there's a price on sin, but thank God that Christ died for us. Then the Bible says we must speak it in our mouth and believe it in our heart, that all we need to do is pray to God, believe it in our heart, that Christ has died for our sins and ask him to save us in Jesus Christ's name. And you know what, folks? He will. If we can do anything to help you in that area, please send us a message. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at woundedspirits.com.